This episode is sponsored by Aussie Travel Safety. Aussie is the best app for solo travel before and during a trip. The app has saved me hours of web searches for the basics like visas and public transit. And when I travel, Aussie sends me real-time alert when if I go into an unsafe neighborhood or if there is a safety incident near me. I highly recommend Aussie Travel Safety for your next trip. You can't get to your next level by yourself. So as much as, you know, solo travel, I love the independence of it. A lot of it is really facing yourself and getting the tools and support to be able to do that work for you. So you can be by yourself, independent and confident, but it's a collaboration. You have to seek the help yourself first. Hello passengers, this is your host Luke Colmenares speaking and welcome aboard to season 6. We ask you to please fasten your headphones and enjoy this podcast in a comfortable position. Prepare yourself for listening to female travelers from all around the world, their stories, adventures, tips and how they became the women they are today. Thank you for choosing the Solo Female Trailer Podcast. Enjoy your flight. So Jillian, thank you so much for being here with us and for sharing your time with us. And today for this episode, we are going to talk about travel. But, you know, most of us at some point, including me, have used travel as a form of escape. So I'm really happy that you're here with us to share with us about that and like how ways we can use travel as a tool for healing and then also how we can just be more intentional and not just use it as a ways of escape. So thank you so much for being here with us. And as I always start, can you share with us a little bit about you and your story? Yes, thank you. And thanks for having me. I'm really excited to record this with you. It's something that I'm super passionate about. And we're both super passionate about solo travel. So I feel like this is such a good combination and collaboration. Oh, so my story. <laughs> um, I think that it's a lot of things that kind of got me to this point, right? But as we we're talking about the theme of traveling as a form of escape, like that, that was my go-to, right? So I think like if I dial it way back, like I'm an immigrant from the Philippines. I had a single mother who was struggling. I had an abusive father. I had like everything not really stacked in my favor. And so travel wasn't really something that was available for me. It was never something that I grew up thinking, oh, that's something I'm going to do. It was something that like, I don't know, I didn't even have it in my mind at all um, because I was told, no, you're going to be successful. You're going to be the doctor in the family. You're going to work really, really hard. And and that was all I knew. I'm like, okay, work hard, doctor, got it. Right. (laughs) And I think it was actually, it was my art history teacher in high school. And I had taken the class only because it was just another uh, honors class. Right. (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, sure. I'll take another honors class. And it ended up being art history. And I loved it. And I loved it because my teacher was so eccentric. She was the type of person who would take off because there was like this artist in New York that she wanted to see. 
And so she would like go off and, you know, have a substitute teacher that day because she really wanted to see this artist. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's different. I didn't, I didn't know that you could do that. I thought I'd just work hard and, and only work. And then she actually talked to us uh, one day about how she had studied abroad in Rome. And I was like, what do you mean you studied abroad? Like, what is that? Like, they can pay you, you can study and you can still work hard, but travel. So my mind was blown. So then after I got that in my mind, I kind of keyed in on that of like, oh, I think that's something that's possible, but it didn't come into fruition for me until I was in college. And a couple years in when someone was advertising study abroad to Rome and I <laughs> like felt it, like it was specifically targeting me. Right. I was like, whoa, that's wild that she mentioned it. And now two years later, it actually is a real thing. I, I think a part of me didn't believe that it was. Real. She planted the seed in your head. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I probably wouldn't have recognized it had she not mentioned it, you know, a couple years ago. So I studied abroad and it was the best experience, but I knew that like that trip for me was the best thing. And it was how I wanted to live my life, but I was 20 years old and had no way to do that. I was in so much student loan debt. Like I, and I knew I was really sad towards the end of that trip because I knew that I was going back into this, like, you know, family that was really chaotic. And like, we, you know, I didn't know what job I was going to have. I didn't know what my future held. And I had this taste at 20 years old of what traveling and living in Rome and, and like that idea, right. Was stuck in my head. So I realized that was kind of like my first jump of like traveling as a form of escape, but then life kind of dropped back down on me and said, no, 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 come back. Like, you know, and then I came back and I lived the same life that I did. And so I think that really hit me hard. And I know a lot of people after they travel, they have this feeling of like, oh, there, but that was the version of myself that I loved. And that was the version of myself that felt really good. And now I'm back where I started. So I'd like to say a few things that you mentioned yeah. in your story. Like first, the, the importance of role models. You saw this teacher that was doing the things that were kind of strange or odd, like taking a day off to go see an artist. Yeah. Like when you have that, <laughs> when you grow up with that mentality, as you said, from your parents, like work hard, become a doctor. Well, I'm the first immigrant in my family, but in my countries are actually, I think our cultures have a lot of similarity. Uh, it's like, okay, just work hard, work hard, like sacrifice, like enjoyment is for the lazy. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's like all these very hard, like work is very hard and living That's is very true. hard. And, and actually, yeah, it's great that you had access to that role model that planted that seed of your head for you to go to Rome. And I guess you were, I don't know if you were thinking about it constantly, but you manifested it somehow. Yeah, <laughs> before I even knew what manifestation was. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So so you went to Rome, you came back and reality hit and it's like, okay, I'm living the same experiences every day. Yeah. So that was the first lesson. I think I realized that like, okay, you can, you can use travel as an escape, but you're going to come back to the same life that you dislike um, if that's all you're doing is, you know, traveling as a form of escape. Sorry, Jillian, but uh, how do you describe that? So I want to break that down, like traveling as a forum escape, like based on your experience and what you know, how does that look? Yeah. So I've seen this in myself and I've seen this in a lot of people that I meet because I'm a digital nomad now. So for the last three years, I've been traveling full time. Um, I've met so many people who are in this phase. <clears throat> we all go through it. And what that looks like is you're filling every single hour of your calendar 
going out and doing something completely packed with activities, even meeting people that you don't already know you don't like, but still doing it. Like I remember someone telling me like, I don't even like these people. I don't even feel like going out, but if I don't, then I'm going to actually have to sit by myself and hear the thoughts in my head that I don't want to hear. And that hit me hard because I had been there. Like that was something I worked through and it wasn't just him. It was actually a a number of guys, girls that I've, I've met while traveling who've had that same, you know, type of experience where they're, they're traveling to distract themselves and filling every single moment of their time um, so that they don't have to process. That's very true. And yeah, actually I've met a lot of people and including myself um, just doing that, just doing, 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 doing. And then I don't know if you have experienced that of someone close to you, but um, at some point in my early twenties where I was just traveling just to escape, I would, as you said, fill my day with activities. And then there will be a time where my body was like, okay, you got to stop. And then I will experience travel burnout out and just be in bed for like four days, not being able to move. And then it will be even worse because I had to sit there with my thoughts and banging my body and just exhausted. So, but that definitely what that person told you that that hits very hard. It's just like yeah. <laughs> with myself, I feel like being alone and being able to sit. I like to, this analogy of take your thoughts out for a coffee. I, I feel that, that that's the ultimate freedom, just to be alone and to process, as you said, and to process your thoughts and, and your experiences. Yeah. And since I've changed kind of the way that I think, um, like my thoughts are very kind now to myself, whereas before they're very unkind. And since I changed the way that I talk to myself, it's such a free flow now. And I get my best ideas, my most creative ideas when I'm by myself and I'm like at a restaurant or at a cafe or walking and just, you know, listening to what comes in when there's silence. And so I think there's something really beautiful about accepting the thoughts um, and realizing the thoughts aren't you and almost like having this conversation with it of like, oh, like, what is that idea? Let's let's think about that a little bit more together. Um, so, yeah, it is. But also, I don't know how was your experience, but I believe is, you know, it's a process. It's not like one day you're having all these negative thoughts and mm-hmm. also coming. I have a similar experience as you in my childhood. So it's like when you're coming from an abusive household like the least you hear are kind words you know and so it's like it's a process to recognize that you're having these thoughts and go through the steps to be kind to you can you share with me how was that process for you uh very long (laughs) um but I realized I I was trying to do it myself I was trying to just you know work on myself but you realize that you need help, you need to lean on other people. And if you isolate yourself, it gets worse. Those, those words get meaner, and it's harder. And so I think when I got to my breaking point, I started seeing a therapist. Uh, She honestly saved my life, she had gone through and really was just that mirror for me to let me know the way that I'm thinking is mean, like to myself and having someone like even just saying those things out loud helps process them because someone is there, someone who's experienced, who's had these conversations with so many other people before and helped them through now listening to you and telling you your reality that you've created in your head is distorted. And these are the ways that we can help 
undistort that reality so you can live a happy, fulfilling life, but you have to do the hard work first. And so I've seen multiple therapists. um, I've seen multiple life and business coaches. I think I'm a very big supporter of you can't get to your next level by yourself. So as much as, you know, solo travel, I love the independence of it. A lot of it is really facing yourself and getting the tools and support to be able to do that work for you. So you can be by yourself, independent and confident, but it's a collaboration. You have to seek the help yourself first. Exactly. Exactly. And well, I'm very happy that you took on, a, you did the hard work and your experiences and rewards of it. I did as well. Uh, I've been about a year in therapy now. And that's when I realized that, oh, I'm traveling to escape my reality. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, oh, great. <laughs> I even started a podcast about that. It is all about running away. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds funny now, but it wasn't yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> it's good to be able to laugh at it afterwards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So we already addressed how traveling with the unhealed version of yourself looks. So we already, you already mentioned a few characteristics, like always filling your calendar and your day with just activities or hanging out with people you don't really enjoy hanging out with, but just so you distract yourself to not sit along with your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So now we mentioned about the hard work, doing the hard work, seeing a therapist or different people in your life, business or mentor or life coach that can support you in that journey. So now that you have done the hard work, how has it looked for you to travel with that healed version of yourself? Yeah. So it really takes the pressure off, right? Because I think that when you're traveling, you feel pressured to do all these things and get the most out of it. But then you you really, once you're healed, you or are on that healing process because you're never going to be 100% healed, right? That's true. So when you put yourself on that healing process, you put yourself first. What do you need? You start to ask yourself because now you're having a conversation with yourself and not just blocking all those thoughts. Some of those thoughts are good. It's asking you, hey, are you tired? What do you want to do today? And you can say, yeah, I'm tired. I want to sleep in. Or yeah, actually, I don't really enjoy drinking. Or that person, not really my cup of tea. And it's okay. And all of those thoughts are okay. But you start to have a little bit more fluidity and flexibility in, in your schedule where you're you're not cramming it so much in. So then you start to carve out things that you do enjoy doing. Maybe you like actually waking up at 5 a.m. to watch the sunrise. Um, you can go do that. Maybe you build in some things like journaling, listening to an audiobook, going for a solo walk, listening to your favorite music, all these things that I think you may do in your your day-to-day life, but when you travel, you completely forget that as well. But like, how do you incorporate things that make you feel good while you're on the road and make it more sustainable for you as well? Yeah, 100%. That sounds so beautiful. Waking up at 5 a.m. to watch the sunset. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think I would be the type of person that would do that, but I've done that multiple times. And it's actually fun now. Like when I'm on like a vacation trip, I'm like, this is my reset time. This is the the time I level up and I'm going to wake up and like every day and, and then go on a walk and find my favorite coffee shop, go sit, read, do something that I like and just again, sit with your thoughts and and see what comes up. Maybe you want to go jump out of an airplane today, but you know, like it's all the things that you ask yourself what you need. And that can be different on a day to day. um, And it's okay to flow with that. 
Yeah, exactly. I think that's one of the main things about start healing when you start your healing journey. And as you say, we're not finished product. We're always evolving and growing and, you know, many different things happen every day. But I think that's the thing that you get to know yourself so well that you know what you'd enjoy and what you don't. I'll give you an example, Jillian. Um, For example, I was in Poland like a month or so ago and everyone was putting a lot of pressure on me to go to the concentration camps and I feel that the me before just to the ones that was a people pleaser would have been like okay I'm just gonna go there and just because everyone tells me to go there and I I should just go and honestly I didn't go because I love history but I just know that that would make me so sad that I just avoided it. And there are people that just go to Poland to go there, but not for me, not for me. I'd rather wake up at 5 a.m. and watch the sunset. Yeah, Yeah. no, I mean, that makes sense. And like in whatever case, like you shouldn't feel pressured to do something that, you know, doesn't feel aligned with you, your values, you know, you're needing that day. And although, yes, it's a historical, it's good to see and be part of that and like witness the tragedies that had happened, like, it's not something that you have to force yourself to do or you should have other people force you to do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So now I want to ask you about, let's say someone is listening to these, that is that idea of, that has that idea in their head to start their process or it's just, you know, we're all in different paths of our life. And also I understand that we can share from our experiences, but how would you advise to someone listening to this? And it's like, mm, maybe I'm using travel to escape. <laughs> so what are like some tips or advice that you can give that person to be more intentional with their trips? Yeah. And I think the the first piece really is asking yourself that question. I think the awareness piece is the the top one, right? If you didn't know you were traveling to escape before, okay, like let's explore that now. And then start to ask. I think I'm a really big believer of self-reflection questions. I don't think that we ask ourselves questions enough um, or at least give ourselves the space to answer them. That's why things like therapy and like having a coach is so important because they ask you those questions and they're waiting for a response. So I think that that's the big piece is now that you're aware that this could be a possibility for you. Let's just start diving deep down and asking yourself, do you distract yourself? Do you pack in your trips where, you know, you're not really doing too much. You're just kind of going one activity after the other. Do you like the people that you're meeting on these trips? Because I'm also a believer that the people that you attract to you are a mirror to where you're at. And that's with relationships, friendships, all of that. Like the people that you're bringing to you are mirroring some part of you. Do you like those people? (laughs) And if not, then (laughs) why not, right? Like what are the characteristics that they have that are kind of like not sitting right with you? And are those things that you need to work on yourself? So there's a, a lot of different ways that you can start to dive in layer by layer into this question. And it's something that I'm super passionate about. I'm like building as well, um, kind of like tools and resources for people, because I think there's a whole host of specific questions that you can dive in deep with yourself and then just see like, where do your answers fall? Because I think like, as I mentioned, self-awareness and giving yourself time to process all of that is the the first step. Totally. So self-awareness, asking yourselves the right questions. Once I read a quote that said, the quality of your answers will depend on the quality of your questions. Mm -hmm. So um, that's so, when you you said the part of 
you know, the people you meet and not only while traveling, but also in your life is a mirror of who you are at the moment. And I felt that like that hit me so hard because I was, as you were talking, I was remembering about, okay, what was the type of people I was attracting back then? Definitely to my standards as of right now, um, they were, you know, people that wouldn't hang out with as of today. But then, then I was like, okay, now since I started this process, what type of people are being attracting to and actually it's being that to my standards now like people that are really a good match like people that bring actually ideas and value to my life I feel like the people before were just taken from me and mm-hmm. now I feel that the people that is coming in is adding and of course I'm adding value to them is is it's reciprocal it's not just like one person takes and the other one give yeah. um so thank you for sharing that. You got me thinking a lot about that. <laughs> yeah, and it's so important because I I was there. Like I was, I was actually in a 10-year relationship. And I remember him saying like, I know, I know. <laughs> 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 okay. Travel as a form of escape. I have also traveled as a form of escape from breakups. Um, but for this one, I remember I was had to ask him like, are we going to get married? And his answer was, do you even have enough friends to fill a table? if we had a wedding and I like didn't realize how toxic that response was until years of processing it with therapy um but I thought about it and honestly my answer was no I I don't I don't have a lot of really close friends this was probably 10 years ago I didn't have a lot of really close friends um and all the ones that I had were party friends or ones that I knew if something happened and I was sad or you know needed emotional support I couldn't go to any of them and so was that really mean yeah it was kind of a dick. Um, but also it forced me to realize, okay, like I don't, what do I need to change in my life so that I do open myself up more to some deeper relationships? I guess he was a great <laughs> teacher. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I learned, I learned a really long time ago. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that I think that's amazing that you were able to process that and to point out those specific moments. I also want to point out um, that, you know, this healing journey can look um, in many different ways. You can look at it in many different ways and we all process it differently. I know right now you are in Mexico, you are a digital nomad and you are just, you know, going through your process and transitions by traveling the world. I actually, as I mentioned at the beginning of of the interview, I barely leave my house right now. (laughs) I just... (laughs) I'm just in that moment in my life where I'm declaring everything, like my house, the people in my life, the activities that I don't enjoy. I Right now I'm starting to go out, but before I was just like for two months, just in my house, I just went to work and just came back. I wasn't even recording interviews. So, so I'm bringing this into the conversation just to show that there are many different ways in which you will process your own experiences. Um, if you want to go out like chilling and travel the world, go for it. We're here to shoot you up, but also it's okay. Like me that I just want to be in my house at the moment. Yeah. And both ways are completely fine. It's whatever you need for your journey. Right. And like, it's very specific to everyone because we're all very different people. We all have very different lived experiences and preferences on what makes us feel good and whole. And yeah, maybe someone can process while they're traveling. Um, Maybe someone just needs the support that they've built around them to really um, move forward. Right. So yeah, I love that you bring that up because it is like, don't feel pressured into processing or healing or traveling in any other way than how you feel is good. 
Exactly. So Jillian, now I want to ask you, what is next for you? Yeah, so kind of going along that path, I just recently quit my job. Um, so I'm so excited. Um, I'm really jumping in both feet and like no life jacket um, into creating my own business. And it's specifically regarding solo travel empowerment. So I want to work through with people on the self-awareness piece, on the changing of the mindset and asking yourself these questions and then breaking that down to also because I have a finance background, um, helping people find the money in their budget and really just remove the anxiety around their budget to see, okay, actually I can't afford travel because I'm spending X amount of money drinking, um, trying to escape through drinking. And instead of spending a few hundred dollars at a Chicago, whatever, then I'm going to go and, and use that for a trip. Right. And then also kind of breaking down, how do you design a itinerary that is very authentic to you, where you build in some of these components of having a morning sunrise walk, whatever feels good for you, build those into your trip so that when you have this itinerary for your very first solo travel trip, you're not doing it as a form of escape and you're not filling it to the brim with things that you don't want to do. You're doing it very intentionally so that this trip that you're planning is a launch pad for you to go into that next version of yourself rather than going on this trip, coming back like I did and having my reality kind of, you know, suck me back up again. So I'm really passionate about this. It's going to be in the form of a course. And I'm also building a community around this so that there's other first time female solo travelers out there that can connect with each other, go on this journey, build their own paths together. Yeah. And there's a lot of different ways, uh, guided journals, self-reflection cards. I'm excited to really just jump right in and start creating these resources that I know um, would help people with some of the things that we just talked about. That is great. So a few things about everything that you just mentioned is that for the sake for the sake of this episode, we're talking about travel as a form of escape, but Mm -hmm. escaping from your reality can look in many different ways. You just mentioned drinking and Mm -hmm. and you know, drinking it can be very expensive. So and also I really like that you're talking about finances and touching into that part because that's one of the main yes hesitations for women especially to travel because it's like oh I don't have the money or I don't have the savings so just taking that not taking that out of the way but planning yourself better in that regards will give you a lot of peace of mind and will give you the the confidence to also take more risk and to take the time off and to buy the airplane ticket Mm -hmm. and also what you mentioned about being intentional because for example, if you want to go watch the sunrise and, and you want just to like go somewhere quiet to learn how to be with your thoughts, maybe you shouldn't go to a party island in Thailand. Yeah. You know? so, <laughs> yeah or, or stay on a, in a hostel where you're going to be completely surrounded by people all the time. That's true. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great point. So that's amazing. I think that's great that you are offering solo female travelers, the future female travelers, all these resources and the company as well. And the support, uh, not only uh, financially, but also emotionally and mentally. That's amazing. And for anyone that is listening to this, that is like, okay, I want to get in contact with Shilling. Where, Where can they find you? 
Yeah. So the best way right now is going to be through Instagram. So at Jalene on the go is my Instagram handle. I will link my website on there. So my website is journey card PYP because it's a uh, journey card, pick your path. I'm really going to help you pick your path in life um, through travel. And so those are the, the two methods, Jalene on the go on Instagram and my website journeycardpyp.com. That's amazing. I will make sure to leave all those links in the show description. And before I let you go, Jillian, um, I want to ask you for a final thought. It can be just about anything. Oh, final thoughts. Um, I just want to empower people. Like if you've been thinking about solo travel, you've been listening to loose podcasts, thinking like, oh, I that seems like fun. Or like, you know, I love hearing all the stories from other travelers, but feel like there's something holding you back from doing it yourself. I say, just go with that thought, right? What's the worst that can happen? What's the best that can happen? And really stop holding yourself back from doing something you know that you want that's been kind of itching at you already, right? If you're listening to this podcast, it's something probably of interest to you already. And so I really want to make sure people, especially women, feel empowered that it's possible and it's possible for them. That is amazing. Thank you so much, Jillian, for everything you shared with us and for your time. Thank you for having me.